Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It's the last Ralph Report of the week because it's a Ears aren't working. No, nope. <laughs> took a big breath. I, I was no. gonna do a biggie. It's gonna give you the big one. I, my ears are weird today for some reason. Don't you want the big one? Since I don't want the big one. You, you big keep one. the big one. I like a small one. <laughs> it's Friday, March third. The year's twenty twenty three. It's the year of Larry. It's all right. It's all right. All right. She moves in mysterious ways. It's all right. All hail Larry Mullen Jr. It is right to give Larry Mullen Jr. thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us today here on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Don't come on me. Yeah, that's what Eddie's <laughs> going to get a T-shirt made up with that saying. Hey, I, I, that's a phrase to live by. Can't remember the last time you've said something as popular as that. That is a slogan to live by. Kids, we have a hell of a show lined up for you today, but first let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, Mayor of Myrtle, Victim of Vandalism, Repairer of Roofs, he is the Dilf Pickle. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's also... Odie Goff. Odie Goff. Let's just call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. What's going on, Pence? Oh, nothing. Just the same old... Nothing Nothing today. How's your car? You have your car back yet with your, your headlight? Yeah, your we got one it. Headlight? We're getting it back today, actually. We're no. getting it back today. Best of so, luck. Yeah, I'm trying. What do you got coming up for the weekend? Any hilarious comedy stand-up no, I, gigs? I have one for people in Orange County on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Uh, I'm at Improv City, where I've done improv before, but they do a stand-up show now. We've had a couple of members come out to the improv show on Saturdays, but Tuesday night at 9 p.m., if anyone's around, I'm doing stand-up there. Tuesday night, 9, 9 p.m. at Improv City. Improv in, in Tustin, Main Street in Tustin. Uh, I'm sure you can look up the uh, website because I guarantee you. Not guarantee. Eddie Pence doesn't have ticketing information for I, you. I was going to post about it today, later today on my socials oh, okay. and put it out. All right. Well, then follow Eddie Pence at Eddie Pence. I'll be there. Wherever you get your socials. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, uh, Improv City. You can't miss it. It's right next to Punberg. And next to Riddleville. Riddleville. Right all there. the Very all little popular. small comedy towns are all right down there in Tustin. Riddleville's fun. They have yeah. great uh, hot, uh, hot pockets. They do. <laughs> I love their hot pockets. <laughs> Kids, we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, Steve Ashton's on hand. Ooh. What more do you need than that, really? 
the UK update. He'll also be joining us for the Video Vault segment later on in the program. Video Vault this week, the theme is remakes, because we've been focusing on cover songs yes. for our happy hits all week long. So we thought it would just be appropriate to play a uh, remake of a, of a movie that we love. And it's hard to find because a lot of remakes are bad. But these remakes, well, hopefully. Uh, am I kidding? My remake is good. I liked my remake. I'll say that much. I enjoyed my remake. Also, a lucky member of the Garmy may be winning some fantastic cash and prizes, cash not included, if Eddie Pence can once again shine like a diamond and come through. Didn't do so well last I week. I did not, because that was an impossible quiz. It was an impossible. Was imp if I had given that quiz to you, you would have just chewed my ass I'm off. not the guy who goes to Disneyland what? 17 Those days not, out of the those year. Those are not Disneyland questions. Those were weird. What song does Mater sing? Like, I, I heard don't. from a cast member and said that was a fair affair. Oh, yeah, quiz. a cast member who's there 200 days a year. Only a couple more than you. And they probably hear that fucking song in their sleep. I don't know anything about Disneyland, so I didn't know if the questions were my hard or easy. God. The questions today, I think, will be easier for you. I but hope so. We, who I knows? I hope so. We don't know. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, we're going to give away Eddie's artwork. Eddie and the Sex Machine. His self-portrait of him <laughs> having sex with a machine. We're going to give that away to uh, some kind, a kind uh, member of the Garmy yeah. who was kind enough to donate to the Walk MS that Very Ashley nice. Marshall, one of our own Garmy members, is doing. Raised a ton of money for MS research, and so uh, that's, that's a good deal. So a lot of good stuff coming up on today's show because, you know, it's not only just a Friday. It's also a hot fudge Friday. Indeed. And of course, we want to thank our new sponsor as well here on the Ralph Report. Handjob for today, tomorrow, yesterday, forever. Handjob. Handjob. Our good friends at Handjobs, <laughs> our new sponsor of the Ralph Report. Whether giving or receiving, it's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> and the take that keeps on taking as well. Handjob, by the way, may I say, yeah. a uh, criminally underused weapon in the sexual arsenal. I do. I think I agree. I agree. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. By the wayside. I know. Blowjobs get all the press. I know they get all the spotlight. Yeah. But handjobs, uh, I think, un greatly underused. Yeah. And then if you if you incorporate the handjob into the blowjob, see now again, then now, you're combining the best of both worlds. Don't muddy it up. Let's just, it up. Let's just let's just have the clean, classic simplicity of the hand job because mm. it's all you know you're all about that in your teen years and stuff and yeah. then once you get into grown-up sex and it, you move on hand job just gets left behind and mm. i think it's a crime well, that's why it was called the old-fashioned it's a it's, crime it's... against penises <laughs> hand jobs should be incorporated more into your regular regimen of sexual mm. Adventure. As long as the person knows what they're doing with the hand job. That's how hard is a hand it's, job? It can be awkward. My God. It can be an awkward thing. It's not. If it's done improperly. Now, if you combine a hand job and dirty talk at the same time, oh, forget about it. I'm, it's just <laughs> it's just over. It's a little slice of heaven. That's all. <laughs> so thanks to our new sponsor, hand jobs. Uh, it's not just hot fudge Friday here yeah. on the Ralph Report. Oh no. It's also Sergeant Joe Friday. <laughs> My name's Friday. 
I carry a badge. Those are the dulcet tones of Jack Webb, the actor and creator of the TV series Dragnet. We love to feature him on Sergeant Joe Fridays because that's the character he played yes. on Dragnet. Sergeant Joe Friday, who's always got something to teach us. Uh, usually he's going off about uh, the, the dangers of hard drugs yeah like marijuana is the flame heroin is the fuse lsd is the bomb yeah you don't want to you don't want to mess around he hates the hippies oh he hates the hippies so and much. their drugs and their goofballs right. and their flying dragons and all the other <laughs> pills they're popping out there on the streets of mid-1960s los angeles <laughs> but imagine my disappointment what? nay chagrin what when I heard Sergeant Joe Friday going off on my beloved booze. No, he did he's not. He's no booze fan either. Oh, my God. And I, I got, I, I bristled. That's the one thing you could relate to him with. I thought, I thought Sergeant Joe Friday and I would go into our local tavern and tip back a couple mixed cocktails, no. and be able to talk about all the hippies and their love beads and their lava lamps. No, he's lumping you drunks in with the... He is. He's throwing us in yeah, with, with the, the ne'er-do-wells. Wow. Wow. Booze is the is the drug of the establishment, Sarge. Don't be Not don't him. don't be lumping us in with all those long hairs out there protesting the war with their placards. <laughs> their uh, placards. Yes, <laughs> I was so disappointed to hear Sergeant Friday go off on oh. my beloved booze. Granted, uh, you've made your case against speed, LSD, heroin, and those ghastly-looking pills, but I maintain the evidence against marijuana isn't in yet. Well, sir, will you concede that it might be as harmful as alcohol? Because according to U.S. government figures, between five and six million people in this country are physically and mentally sick as a result of their use of alcohol. Come on. Wow. The National Safety Council estimates that on the highways, liquor-caused property damage amounts to over $4 billion annually. What? As long ago as 1965, a year that incidentally was carefully researched, <laughs> 29,400 Americans died on the highways in alcohol-related accidents. I think it's safe to assume that figure is even larger today. Now, let me ask you, if marijuana possesses only half the potential of alcohol for violence, criminality, accidents, and social degradation, do we need pot? <laughs> social degradation. Wow. So we already have the bad alcohol. Do we need to add worse stuff to it. Now, admittedly, he used booze as a weapon to attack pot. Yes. Which I can completely get behind because of all those hippies. But uh, he was saying some harsh words there yeah. about my beloved giggle juice. He placed that knife squarely in your bag. I don't care for it. I don't, I don't <laughs> cotton to that kind of behavior at all. Sergeant Joe. <laughs> a year that was very researched, by the way. I love the guy at the top of the clip. He's like, Okay, you've made your case against LSD and heroin and those ghastly pills. And speed. <laughs> ghastly pills. What is this? A, is this a, a horror movie? Is this 19... Trans the 1700s Transylvania? Oh, those ghastly vampires. <laughs> All right. Let's turn our attention to better things and better people. And that's you, Garmy members. We make the call every week and ask you to reach into your pockets and donate to a worthy cause in exchange for the just the mere potential mm -hmm. of winning an original piece of Eddie Pence art. And you guys always show up with our weekly raffle. So what I like to do is, as you know, we put everybody's name here in the... Let me grab it. The old fishbowl. Yeah, look at that. That it, is... 
Can't fake that. No, that's an actual no, sound. That's real. That is the Ralph Report charity fishbowl. Everybody's name who donated is inside of it. But I don't think that's enough. I think you guys need to be thanked publicly. And so I like to read the names of everybody who donated each week. So let's start with Andrea Jones. Thank you, Andrea, for your $10 donation. We appreciate that. John Fink donated 10 bucks as well. Steve Rogers with a $10 donation. Jessica Kuhn, David Green, Francisco Ocampo, Bob Zuliani, uh, Lance McFarlane, Joe Malone, Matthew Unversall, uh, Brandon Rohrbacher, all with $10 donations. Thank you, folks. Deborah Eskenazi with a $15 donation. Janet John also donated $15. Mario Plazola donated $20, as did Bill Manis and Kathy Jackson. Brian J. Prezo, Donna Davis, Kent Christensen, Rafael de Oliveira. Never get that right, not once. <laughs> Rafael de Oliveira. De Oliveira. No, De Oliveira. Just say, it fast. Just say real fast. De Oliveira. De Oliveira. Just, I say it. De Oliveira. Jessica Sanchez, also with a $20 donation. Phil Brady donated $25. Thank you so much, Phil. As did Bridget, our own Bridget from Long Island, with a $25 donation. Matt McLean, Rob Wintler Cox, Danielle Wetrick, Aaron Adams, Jahan McConvon. Jahan McConvon. $25 donation. Diane Martin. And Ben Steinberg, thank you so much, guys. Uh, ben, by the way, adds that his best friend was diagnosed with MS last year, so this is a cause oh, that's, that's important yeah. to him. Phil Brady also gave us a little note with his donation, saying he's donating in honor of his father. They lost him six years ago to a 20-plus year battle with MS. Yeah. So a lot of Garmy members have been touched by this hideous disease. It's a rough disease. Of course, uh, we've talked about it often here on the show, but Tracy Pence is bravely fighting against this as well. So this is near and dear to our hearts too, folks. $30 donation from Craig Weissman, uh, $35 from Mark Ramillo, Matthew Latori, and Jeff Seda carried Tribona, also with a $35 donation. Stu Hader who just cleaned up last week. Yeah, he did. He won the uh, Ralphle, and he won the Garmy Game Show. All in the same day. In the same day. First two-timer. He donated $40, and he said, don't even put me in that fishbowl. Look I, at the man. It's an embarrassment of riches. He has too much. What a man. Doesn't even want to be considered. Wow. Peter J. Morse donated $50. Sean Barger also with a $50 donation. Nathan Curtis donated $50. Carrie Rutledge with $50 donation. David Scher. Chris Diaz, he's also making this donation dedicated to his best friend, Chris Bradley, who got hit with MS in his mid-30s. Uh, Laura Thomas and Greg Gingold, all with $50 donations. We appreciate that. Daryl Hefferman with a $66.06 donation. Oh, yeah. 666. Sign of the devil. See what he did there? Yeah. Oh. No! 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 Six six six. Yes. Don't invoke God. That should be Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Knights in Satan's Service. Number Kiss. of the Beast. K I S S. Literally, they have a song called Number of the Beast. Kiss. Number of the Beast. Knights in Satan's Service by Iron Maiden is the song you should have played there. There was a big rumor going around when I was a kid that that's what Kiss stood for. Really? Like, why do they call him Kiss? Cause it K I S S. Knights in Satan's Service. Hey, they're they're, they're, they're they're the farthest thing they're from Satan's, satanic. They're Satan's knights. The devil wants nothing to do with those freaks. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He'll be there at Hollywood no, Bowl. I bet he'll yeah, be there to take them out. Finally, Topher Sheckler donated his hilarious. 
hilarious $69. Oh, oh, so good. Never gets Always. old. Lisa Cooper with a $75 donation. She also, by the way, said, don't put me in the fishbowl. Okay. Just donating. Wow. Don't even want nothing for what it. What a woman. What a woman indeed. Let's look at the $100 donations. So many of them, by the way. Mike Bolster from Corona. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Laura the Librarian. Thanks, Laura. $100. Bucks. Renee DiCarlo, also with $100. Danger Barkwood with oh, a $100 donation. Linda Golden, Peter J. Reardon, Travis Langness, uh, Valerie H., Pam Myers, and Jane Savage, all with $100 wow, donations. thank you, guys. Actually, Jane's was 110 Damn. So she gets a little bump. And then with the uh, the big the big donation, Nanette Earhart, so kind, $200, $200 donation to uh, the, uh, the raffle this week. So thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bringing us to a grand total for the raffle this week, all this money going to the MS Society, $2,560. Awesome. All right, now the magic time. Oh, there it is. Now's the, the time we get the uh, the artist himself. Mm -hmm. going to give this a good mix. Yeah, mix it up. The artist himself digs deep into oh, the well yeah, of charity. Digging around. And then he pulls one. out a name, and right, it's very it exciting every week. So exciting. Find out who gets to hang this magnificent piece of this original one, art on the wall. This one actually has lips on it. I didn't even know about the kissing machine when I drew this. You're like a you're like a prophet. Maybe a little bit. You're a bit of a psychic. A little bit. Eddie did draw lips on his fucking machine even before we started talking we, about the right. silicone lips you can kiss your phone with. Who knew at the time? See, you could have invented that, but I could you have. got beat out by these folks. Let's find out who's lucky enough to win this. Pam Myers. Pam Myers. Congratulations, Pam. Thank you for your donation. Keep your eyes peeled at your box office. That's your box office. Maybe unless, she has a unless you work at a theater. <laughs> if that's where you get your mail. Maybe you're a cashier at a, you know, at a Regency or PO box. At an AMC. Oh. Otherwise, stay home and watch your mailbox, <laughs> and then you'll be getting the thing that we give out. To you display it proudly please do fuckbot 2000 show uh, show the fuckbot 2000 off to all your friends and family <laughs> how could you be prouder <laughs> all right let's turn our attention to the entire garmy near and far we love it when you reach out to us especially when you use our handy dandy ralph report hotline couldn't be more simple we hmm. make it pretty easy all you got to do is just dial up the number 1833 hello then you get to leave your voicemail message Whatever's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, I listen to each and every one of them. Then I grab a handful that catch my ear, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Yesterday, I made a spectacular joke about Eddie Pence driving around with just one headlight on his car uh -huh. by recalling the band The, the Wallflowers yeah. from the 1990s yeah. and lead singer Jacob Dylan. Yeah. That brilliant yeah, you joke. Were, you were really proud of yourself. You remarkable were, You strained pull. your shoulder patting yourself on the back. If you missed yesterday's show... Couldn't drive it at night with one headlight because you'll, sure. you'll get a ticket. Yeah, you will. Yeah. And uh, then also... Uh, 
uh, Jacob Dylan will come out and start singing. What? With one headlight. Oh, you remember that song by the Wallflowers? Not really. Come on. Not enough to get that reference. That was a sweet-ass pull. No love from Eddie Pence. None. No appreciation. No. Just stone silence here in the room. Right over my head. Thank God the Garmy's out there. That's all I got to okay. say. I am in the middle of the street, buck-ass naked, making sure that no cars move because I had to stop traffic for that one headlight joke. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ralph. Way to make my Thursday a good day. See? Yeah, I think he's lying. That's, that is a man appreciating a joke. Yeah. Stripping down naked and running Stop into traffic. traffic. That's that. That's comedy. <laughs> All right, try that down at Improv City. I will. See how it goes over. There's nobody out at Tustin at 8 o'clock at night, <laughs> so don't have to stop much traffic. Eddie Fence is a remarkable artist as well as being a hilarious comedian. We have him every week put pen to paper in Drawn in 60 seconds and come up with some new artwork this week he came up with a canadian super pig which i have to say is a pretty impressive piece of work it's a it's a it's a pig who's just ripped just swole it's an homage to rambo and he's idea. got a he's got a, a rag tied around his head and he's carrying <laughs> heavy artillery m60 very very impressive yeah. the only thing is canadian super pig doesn't really have a name so yiftak called in with one shalom ralph Alan Eddie, Salam Steve, Bonjour Jen, it's Yiftach, two star in San Diego. I imagine I'm not the only one who called about this. Uh, as soon as I saw uh, Eddie's magnificent artwork of the Canadian Super Pig and thought, what would that dude's name be? Of course, it'd be Hambo. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Hambo. LMB. It, was, see? it was right there. It's a pig. There. It's a it's a pig that looks like Rambo. Has to be Rambo. It's Hambo. Hambo. Hambo Rambo. Love that. <laughs> so good. Yes. <laughs> I especially love that an Orthodox Jew made that joke. Because <laughs> they don't know a lot about pigs and pork. They don't. But they know humor. <laughs> Eddie Pence is a timestamp machine this week. Oh, you can't get I away from now. it. Now. Yesterday he was begging me not to come on him. And, <laughs> and I will until, I'm, I, until I die. I will beg you not to come on me. <laughs> what was he talking about yesterday? Time stamp, 4756, Thursday show. Yeah, he does. LMB. I like the beaver. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like the beaver. I like the beaver. <laughs> that was the old logo for the ginger ale. It was That's for the right. Canada Dry ginger ale. They wow. should have kept that. What a memory. <laughs> And you know, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We've been playing cover songs all week. Other artists covering other people's music. Yeah. And on Fridays, we like to feature songs that were uh, in movies because mm -hmm. of the video vault. Sure. And so this is, a, this is a double shot right here. This is a movie song being covered by another artist. And I have to say, I love it. Hey, Ralph, Mike in L.A. calling in here. Uh, sorry about my voice. I'm a little hoarse. Uh, hey, cover songs for uh, uh, Happy Tunes. How about uh, ZZ Top's uh, Viva Las Vegas? Let me meet it. Bye. Yeah, Viva Las Vegas, the Elvis Presley classic from the movie of the same name, as done by ZZ Top. Nice. It's today's happy hit. Y'all still want me to come with you? Here we go. 
That song is going to be a perfect mashup of their hit, Legs, with Viva Las Vegas. (laughs) Thank you, everyone who called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, you got to call me. You ready to win something yes. for somebody I'm this re- time? Redeem myself. How about winning? How about giving me a quiz that a human can master? <laughs> winning something for a Garmy member. Oh my God. It's time for the Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Prince. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show, the only game show on the Ralph Report, where you can win some fantastic cash and prizes, cash not included, if Eddie Pence is above snuff (laughs) this week and gets a mere five Five. out of ten questions correct. Does not seem like a lot to ask. It doesn't. Um, We pick a name at random from Mm -hmm. a Garmy member who is asked to be submitted for the Garmy game show. Eddie plays on their behalf, and you could win some fabulous prizes. Let's find out what they could win today. Tell them, Ralph Garman. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, a lucky Garmy member could win the Ralph Report Coffee Mug. That's right. You could join the coffee club. It's two-tone, orange on the inside, white on the outside, emblazoned with the Ralph Report logo. Impress your friends, anger your enemies with the Ralph Report Coffee Mug. But wait, there's more. You could also win a Rob Report shot glass. That's right. Anger your friends some more by having a Rob Report shot glass. That is crystal clear. You can see right through it, except for the part that's covered up by the Rob Report logo. But wait, there's more. If you want to make your enemies just shit their pants and go blind, then you can also win the Rob Report autographed podcastic form poster. It's limited edition. Previously only available to those who attended the live show, but now it could be yours if Eddie Pence gets five out of ten. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you so much, Ralph Garman. <laughs> wow. Yeah, all right. No friends if I win. <laughs> That's right. Everyone's going to be angry. <laughs> Today's theme is pretty simple. Pretty, 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 simple. pretty simple. As you know, Cocaine Bear has taken over yes. America, just swept the nation I've by heard. storm. I've heard. Huge numbers at the box office. Enormously fun. I loved this film. Everyone's talking about Cocaine Bear. Yeah. So I thought we'd talk about other famous bears. Okay. Other famous bears in fiction. Okay. Entertainment bears. Okay. Couldn't be more simple. We hope. All right. Let's find out who you're playing for today. I'm playing for Hunter Comack. Hunter Comack. Hunter Comack. Where does Hunter hail from? Port. 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 Saint Lucy or Lucy? How do you say that? 
L-U-C-I-E. Lucy or Lucy? Uh, Lucy? Port St. Lucy, I think. Or Lucy. How's this spelled again? L-U-C-I-E. Yeah, I think it's Lucy. Lucy. Port St. Lucy. Lucy. Florida. 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 All right, Hunter Comac. Hunter Comac. You are uh, today's lucky contestant. We'll see just how lucky you we'll are. We'll see. Let me give you a sample question, Eddie Pence, and okay. see how you do. Here's a sample question. Does not count towards the final score. Why do you give me the easy ones for samples? I hate that. Waka, waka, uh, waka is the signature line of which famous showbiz bear? Fozzie bear. Fozzie bear. <laughs> That's correct. That yeah, is right. Such a, you burn such a good Just, one. Well, you can't. On a practice. You can't put the, the softball oh, questions in the real game. Come it's on. just not right. All right. You ready to get yeah, going? Yeah. Question number one. All right. He was sent from darkest Peru to England by his Aunt Lucy, who was no longer able to care for him. Who is this famous showbiz bear? I'm going to guess Paddington Bear. Final answer? Yes. You're absolutely right. It is Paddington right. Bear. Greatest goddamn bear in the world. Okay. I didn't. I mean, I just know because he went to England. Oh, I love. Other than that, I wouldn't have bear. known. I love it so much. I know you've. First two are so good. Grab his fucking hat. They're working on the third one. Just hold him down. Wait, I wouldn't. I'd be gentle. Not if Patty even likes it that way. Number two. In the film, he sings this song. Uh Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. Name this famous bear from The Jungle Book. Oh, come on. I haven't seen The Jungle Book in years. You asked for an easy one. Since I was a child, I haven't seen it. Babu. (laughs) Final final answer. Babu. I'm sorry, Baloo. Baloo. Baloo I knew there was a B in there. Baloo. 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 Can you just cut the half off the back end of the answer off? Blue? Absolutely cannot. Baloo. I knew there was a B in there. Look, Baloo. Great Phil Harris. Maybe I had a stutter when I said Voice in him. You don't. Number three. This bear lives in Jellystone National Park where he makes my life miserable for Ranger Smith. <laughs> Yogi. That's right, Yogi. You're still going to cry about the toughness of the questions? <laughs> no, I didn't think the second one was tough. I just, I didn't, I haven't seen that in forever. All right. In The Simpsons. Uh-huh. This teddy bear was famously Mr. Burns's when he was a boy. This teddy bear in the famous Rosebud episode of The Simpsons, this teddy bear belonged to a childhood Mr. Burns until he left it behind to pursue a life of greed and avarice. But he always remembered his teddy bear. And that teddy bear was named. You've seen The Simpsons. I know that. I know know this episode. I know this this episode, episode. too. I can't think of what he said. (sighs) Buttons. Buttons. Final answer? Yeah. I am the happiest boy there is. Aren't I, Bobo? Bobo. Bobo. Bobo the I bear. Don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the name. Mr. Burns. Bobo. Number five, joy, joist. It's not joist. the word I wanted to say at all. Voiced. Voiced. By Jack Black. This bear is improbably chosen as the champion of the Valley of Peace in the film Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. The name of the movie is Kung Fu Panda. But he's also the Kung Fu Panda. He's voiced by Jack Black. He is a Kung I Fu Panda. I don't know. His name is Kung Fu but Panda. But the name of the character, the name of the panda that is oh, constantly repeated this is a technicality. hundreds and hundreds of times. It's a technicality. It's not technicality. He has a name. Uh, Larry. 
Is that because it was the year of Larry? I was Larry. taking a shot. Poe. 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 I don't know. I, I know it's Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, but he's Poe. I don't know it's Poe. And Dustin Hoffman Fuck. plays his, uh, his... He pays the fucking... Uh, sensei or whatever. The, the, He's like, you must Fox. do this, Poe. And he said, everybody says Poe a hundred million times. I've seen that movie once. Well, you should watch it more. Here's another movie question from 2012. This comedy was about a boy whose teddy bear came to life and grew up with him. With a foul mouth. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? Oh, no, Ted. Ted, Ted, Ted. Sorry, we have to take your... No, you hand. don't. All right, we'll give it to you. Ted. Ted. Fuck. I make the rules up. I can Come take on. the first answer if I, I said, wanted you, to. I was, when, you, when you said little boy and his bear, I'm like, okay, Winnie the Pooh. And then I then I corrected myself. Come with on. a foul mouth. You know Winnie the Pooh has a foul I mouth? I thought you were making a joke with Pooh. Oh, my God. No. Poo. That's a joke you would make. <laughs> Number seven, Maxine Clark okay. founded this store with the slogan, where best friends are made. What is the name of this stuffed animal store? Uh, Build-A-Bear. Final answer? Yeah. That's right. It is the Build-A-Bear store. Okay. Number eight. Which character in Walt Disney's 1973 animated classic Robin Hood is portrayed as a bear? All the different characters in that film are different animals. Robin Hood, for example, is a fox. Right. Because he's wily. Yeah. Uh, Alan <laughs> Adele is the singer, so he's right. a rooster. Right. With a lute. A lute. And all the other merry men are also the different animals. Sheriff. Which, um, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Which character is a bear? The Sheriff of Nottingham. Final answer? Yes. You know something, Robin? You're taking too many chances. Chances? You must be joking. That was just a bit of a lark, Little John. Sorry, Little John. Little John. Robin Hood's best friend oh. is a bear. Oh, my film. bad. Missed that one. Also voiced by Phil Harris, who voiced Baloo the bear. Oh. In okay. fact, they look identical. One's gray and one's brown, Again. but other than that, they're identical. Yeah. Two movies I haven't seen since I was five. It's a great film. You should watch it more. It probably is. Number nine. This family consists of Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Sister Bear, and Brother Bear. Uh-huh. Wildly popular book series. Right, Goldilocks. And, and animated series. These bears make up a family. Goldilocks and the three bears. The three bears. Once again, Mama Bear, yeah, Papa bear. bear, Sister Bear, and Brother Bear. So there's four. There's okay. four bears. Oh, three bears. So maybe not so much. So it's not Goldilocks. Goldilocks and the three bears, since I named four they bears. Made a, they made a family of they bears. They make up a family. Of bears. And they are known, both in the book series and the animated series, as these bears. Kozlowski's. The Berenstain Bears. Oh, Berenstain. Berenstain. Berenstain or Stein? Stain. Stain. Berenstain Bears. Mm. Yes. I was thinking TV. There are, there's a TV show. Yeah, but when, animated when I show. think of them, I think books. I, I mentioned I books, I too. I know, but I don't think of TV with them. I, but they had both. Right. right. The books. you just said solely books, I, I probably would have. I happened. said books, but I, I also said TV. You, you tripped me up with Because the if I had said books, you was like, but it was also an animated show. You would have found something to be I unhappy about. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I would have been happy. Here's your final question. In 1987, Hallmark released a wildly popular line of greeting cards featuring these bears. Care Bears. Final answer? Yes. Final answer? Yes. I want to be a Care Bear. Oh, it'll be so great when I'm a Care Bear. Well, I can hardly wait to be a Care Bear and do the things that Care Bears do. Yay, Care Yay, Bears. Care Bears. 
All right, let's find out if uh, Hunter is going to be the big winner or not. You have to do the math and tell us how many you got right. I got five on it. Wow. <laughs> you got the bare minimum. <laughs> See what I did there? I just did it. You didn't do it. Yeah, anything. but maybe I did it. Maybe I manipulated it in my answers. You did. So I got the bare minimum. But I, but I knew I you would say the bare minimum. Right. But maybe I instigated it. Congratulations, Hunter. I'm playing multi level chess here. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. Three dimensional. You are today's lucky winner. Keep your eyes peeled for your shot glass, your coffee mug, and your poster. All those will be winging their way towards you as quick as the United States Postal Service can bring them. Thanks for playing today's Garmy Game Show. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. The Kozlowski Bears. <laughs> the Kozlowski's. Famous series of books. Loved by children everywhere. You don't know. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Let's take a look now at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, they're doing it again. How appropriate on this day where we celebrate remakes. The news breaks that Jack Kessie is the latest actor who will be starring as Hellboy in the newest Hellboy motion picture, Hellboy the Crooked Man. Wait. Ron Perlman, of course, famously played him. Did him great. And the best version yes. with Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Was this the same Hellboy from a few years ago? No, that was David Harbour from Stranger Things. Oh, that's right. When they rebooted rebooted, and rebooted uh, Hellboy to uh, lackluster response. Right, it was awful. Now they're going back to the well again for yet another Hellboy, this time Jack Kessie. A uh, little-known actor, Jess Kess Jack Kessie, mostly, most recently, rather, appeared in Without Remorse. He well, is He's our new Hellboy. Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Absolutely. Those two films were great, yeah. and they should have just kept going. And it's like Kiss. With the makeup <laughs> on, like it is. With the makeup on, Ron Perlman can play that role until he's 105, because it doesn't matter, because he's all covered up with makeup. Yeah. So why not just keep the guy? I don't know. They should have. Yeah, great David, films. David Harbour played him in 2019, and it uh, sucked. Yeah. And now this one, we'll see, I guess. And but, David Harbour's good. Yeah, he's a good actor, but the film was not yeah. good. Chris Pine has been interviewed this week talking about the Star Trek film franchise. Remember when they used to make Star Trek movies? I do remember that. That was back in the uh, late 1800s, I think, last <laughs> time I saw one. Star Trek IV is still in the works, although when asked during the interview, he seemed a little chap-assed about it. J.J. Abrams has gone on record saying the Star Trek IV script is in a good place. J.J. said, I will say it's the first time since the original that we have a story that feels as compelling as the first one. But Chris Pine says he wouldn't know because no one will let him read the script. Oh. 
I don't know anything. In Star Trek land, the actors are usually the last people to find out anything, Ooh. he said in an interview. I know costume designers that have read the scripts before the actors do. Damn. He sounds Pissed. very unhappy. Very unhappy. I would say it's frustrating, Pine continued. It doesn't really foster the greatest sense of partnership, but it's how it's always been. I love the character, I love the people, I love the franchise, but to try to change the system in which things are created, I just can't do it. I don't have the energy. <laughs> so I guess he'll wait till his phone rings to know whether he's making Star Trek 4 wow. or not. He also said he resented the pressure that was put on Star Trek to make Marvel-level box office numbers. I'm not sure Star Trek was ever built to do that kind of business, he said. I always thought, why aren't we just appealing to this really rabid fan group we already have and making the, the best movie for a good price and go on our merry way? Which seems reasonable. Yeah. Uh, Pine added at the end of the interview, he felt the Star Trek franchise was cursed. Cursed? Yeah. Because Anton Yelchin famously passed away. Okay. And Quentin Tarantino fell out of a project. The most recent director left to go do Fantastic Four. I don't think that's a curse. He just, he seems like he can't get any traction. It doesn't seem like a curse. You don't know. It's cursed. And from one space franchise to another, Star Wars is in the news. South by Southwest, the uh, music and cinema festival, will be debuting a brand new documentary on March 11th. Mm -hmm. It is called Disturbance in the Force. Ooh. Any guesses about what it's about, Eddie Disturbance Pence? in the Force? Yes. No. It's a documentary about the creation of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh. How it ever happened. The Star <laughs> Wars Holiday Special, if you're not familiar, was seen by 13 million people when it originally aired on November 17th in 1978. The story centers on Life Day. Han Solo getting his buddy Chewbacca back home to the Wookiee home planet yeah. in order to celebrate Life Day with his family. And all the original cast is in there. Mark Hamill and uh, Princess Leia's in there. Yeah. And some great guest stars like B. Arthur. She runs the cantina. And Art Carney. And uh, Harvey Corman as a multi-armed chef with a cooking show. It's the most batshit crazy thing you've ever seen it in is your life. George Lucas on acid, for sure. Well, Lucas hates it. Yeah, I can imagine. Lucas has famously said, if I had the time and a sledgehammer, I would track down every bootlegged copy of that program and <laughs> smash it. <laughs> I mean, it's odd. It is so fucking weird. Yeah. So this is the story of the creation of the documentary and how it ever came to be. Interviews such people as Seth Green, my buddy Kevin Smith has been interviewed for this, Weird Al Yankovic, Taryn Killam. Uh, Donny Osmond talks about it because apparently one of the ideas came from the fact that the Star Wars character guest starred on the Donnie Marie show. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen it. a big, like, storm song and dance yeah. number yeah, yeah. that lent to the idea, well, maybe we can do a variety show with the uh, Star Trek character, the Star Wars character. You really it's all just madness. <laughs> anyway, here's the trailer for the new film, Disturbance in the Force, that debuts at South by Southwest on March 11th. In 1978, Lucasfilm made a huge mistake. They prefer we all forget the Star Wars Holiday Special. Lucasfilm is still saying Mark Wishman talk about it. Nobody is allowed to mention this. No, you don't remember it? It is so bad, it's not good. You have to see the Star Wars Holiday Special to believe it. The Emperor said we can't show the special in this trailer, but rest assured you will see all the clips you can handle in the documentary film A Disturbance in the Force. The Star Wars holiday special is sort of like 
the holy grail. I wanted to see this more than I wanted to live. We're starving as fans for anything Star Wars. So funny and so stupid at the same time. We have seen something that we weren't supposed to see. How did this happen? To find answers, we traveled back and experienced the insanity of 1970s variety television. When 70s TV was bad, there was no description for it. How in the world is George Lucas allowing this to happen? You intergalactic fool. Think you know about the Star Wars Holiday Special? You don't. A disturbance in the Force. A story 45 years in the making. I want to see that. Me too. That'll oh, be fascinating. God. Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on March 3rd. Camila Cabello is 26 years old today. Havana, Julie Bowen of Modern Family fame is 53. David Faustino from Married with Children, Bud on that show, is 49 oh now. My God. I didn't know we were the same age. Well, Bud. I'm 48. Your Bud's older than you Bud's are. Bud's older than me. Wow. Singer guitarist Mike Pender of the great 60s group The Searchers is 82. Producer, director, in my opinion, cinematic genius George Miller is 78 years old today. He's 78, and I think he's still going to do yet another Mad Max film. Is he? Yeah. Wow. That's that's. That tough. seems like a grueling film it's to tough shoot. for an old man to yeah. be out in the desert doing that stuff. Guitarist John Lilly of The Hooters is 69. Jessica Biel turns 41, singer Jennifer Warnes, best known for her duets with Joe Cocker, Lift Us Up Where We Belong from the movie yes. Officer and a Gentleman, and this one with Bill Medley from Dirty Dancing. Miranda Richardson, 65, and actor-rapper Tone Loke. Let's do it. Is 57 years old today. <laughs> Let's do it. Should we do it? Do it. Let's do it. Wow. She loved to do the wild thing. Wild thing. Please, baby, baby, please. Let's do it. <laughs> Wasn't it the one of the co-hosts of your other radio show? They called him Tone Lock. Who thought it was Tone Lock? They both did. <laughs> I was like, what are you insane? Tone Lock? Tone Lock. Tone Loke. That's it for today's showbiz birthdays. That's it for the things. The showbiz all beat, the things right? that we do. You do that. About show business. <laughs> that was soft. That, that was, was so that was a soft ending. Weakest ending to that. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll try it again. We'll try it again. Okay. That's all it is. No. That's, that's not, not all it is. is. That's not how you say it either. 
That's all it is, folks. That's it for all the celebrity birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. So much better. Much better. That's all it is. All right. Now, <laughs> let's travel across the pond for the last time for a while. Aww. Steve Ashton is undergoing surgery to fix his... Oh, he's getting uh, the surgery. ...his janky shoulder. Nice. So he's going to be out of commission for a minute. I'm but, glad that's uh, happening. Uh, me too, because he's been battling that for some time now, that injury. But we do get him one last time so we can appreciate him before he's uh, gone for us. Not for too long, but uh, we'll miss him. Here he is. It's... Steve. Steve. Steve Ashton. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph. You're so cool. You make King James... I look like King Charles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just real quick, sex you yesterday. Yes. A couple of things. One is I'm surprised you didn't mention your sister's Barbie doll. Uh, no, I, I mentioned the Wonder Woman doll. That was, oh, was my it Wonder main... Woman, did yeah, you? Yeah, Wonder oh, Woman, yeah. Sorry, I was half listening while I was doing something else. No, my apologies. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, just one quick piece of advice, by the way, for the uh, caller who said he wanted to be anonymous, the English guy. Yeah. You remember, he, he had sloppy seconds with his dad's balloon. Yeah. Uh, so don't tell everyone your name is Phil before saying you want to be anonymous. <laughs> because now everyone knows you as Phil the Balloon Banger. <laughs> hey, Ginger Lima with Alopecia Sheeran is in the news. <laughs> What's up with Ed? Now the wait, Ralph, is finally over. We've all been waiting with baited penises. Uh <laughs> Ed Sheeran has announced his sixth studio album and, and the <gasps> title. Do you, want to, do you want to know the title, Ralph? So I'd love to. I'm buy it. Um, it's entitled Subtract. Because you know he's been calling his albums after mathematical symbols. I'm sure. <laughs> the fucking who knows why. Um, now it's billed as a return to traditional singer-songwriter performance after his apparently polished pop of much of his past catalogue, more like a fucking polished turd, if you ask me, but um, a press release promises songs ranging from paired-back, folk-leaning textures to bolder, full-brand orchestral arrangements. And now, mm. apparently, the album will reflect events in his recent life. Now, these events actually include his pregnant wife being diagnosed with a tumour um, with no route to treatment until after the birth. That's a bit worrying. The Ooh. death of his friend, Jamal Edwards, and the trials that he's had for plagiarism, one of which he won, of course, in April last year. Sounds like a laugh a minute, doesn't it, that album? <laughs> it's a good time. Fucking music to drown yourself to. Um, uh, I, he said, I, I was spiraling through, uh, spiraling through fear, depression, and anxiety. For the first time, I'm not trying to craft an album that people will like. I'm merely putting something out that's honest and true to where I am in my adult life. And for me, that's a very personal album, isn't it, Ralph? I mean, personal to me, because you know, Ralph, his music gives me depression and anxiety. <laughs> and and every every album he makes is not an album that I like. So he's completely delivered on that promise, hasn't he? So he's done really well there. Yes. Uh, it's quite a departure, though, writing about his state of mind, isn't it, in his recent life? Because his previous songs were basically a copy and paste job, weren't they? <laughs> he went to fucking chord, chordlyrics.com and fucking copied and pasted <laughs> other people's work. Now, he'll be touring with a new album from April. Um Fancy going, Ralph? Because what I was thinking, right, all we got to do, right, is a live Ralph report show for the two dozen Garmin members who live here in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Um, just charge them $4,000 each. And uh, <laughs> Robert's your mother's brother. We could do it at my house. You know, we don't have to hire a venue. 
I love that idea. Get some snacks in. It's an idea. Just sleep, and you could sleep in the bunk beds. It's just that, just, just sleep on it. Anyway, um, hey, Mister and Missus Mahegan Markle are in the news. What's up with the royals? Mahegan and Harry, they're being evicted, Ralph. <gasps> yeah, uh, it's not tied up with their um, cancellation of some of their Netflix projects. No, Harry and Meghan have been issued with an eviction notice by Buckingham Palace for their paid-for UK residence. Frogmore Cottage. Oh, yeah, terrible. Frogmore Cottage, by the way, it's a grade two listed building, 10 bedrooms uh, in the grounds of Windsor Castle in Ber- in Berkshire, um, or as you people would say, Berkshire. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, it was a gift to the royal couple from the late Queen. Now, they refurbished the property. We talked about this a couple of years ago now. Um, uh, it refurbished the property, which is owned by the Crown Estate. It cost $2.4 million. Now, that cost was initially covered by me and other taxpayers <laughs> through the sovereign grant. <laughs> However, to his credit, Prince Harry repaid that in full out of his... Ooh own pocket or, you know, his, his and his wife's, well, his wife's purse, let's be honest with you. I doubt he gets very much of his own money. Um, now, apparently they retain the cottage as their UK residence. And last year they celebrated their daughter's first birthday there. The couple were reportedly told to leave the property by Buckingham Palace. Palace. See, see if you can spot the coincidence here. Days after Harry published his memoir, Spare. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain it's merely a coincidence and not a petulant reaction from... <laughs> anyway, they, they should have a yard sale, shouldn't they, before they leave? Yeah, make a couple of bucks. Yeah, just think how much they could raise selling Harry's Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> probably quite probably quite a bit. And uh, all the endangered animal heads that he murdered. Do you know what I mean? He could, they could make quite a bit. Sure. What's interesting in this, right, is the right-wing twat media like the Daily Mail, don't ever buy the Daily Mail, by the way, um, are saying how Charles I is putting the country first by evicting his son. Oh, how's that? Not a fucking clue. I wouldn't go into it. I just saw the thing come up on Twitter and I'm not fucking going anywhere near that. But yeah, <laughs> Charles is putting the country first by evicting his son from the property that the British taxpayer pays to maintain. Anyway, um, now the controversy, actually, Ralph, doesn't end there. Can you think, just off the top of your uh, head, think of a member of the royal family who's been offered the place instead? Oh, it wouldn't be Andrew? The grand old Duke of York, the Prince of Pedos, Andrew, has (laughs) been offered the property by King Charles uh, because he's having his annual personal allowance of a quarter of a million pounds cut, which does not include his extensive profits that he's gleaned from a myriad. Is it myriad or myriad? Is it myriad of... (laughs) Is it myriad of... It's myriad or myriad. It's either a myriad. It could be both. It could be both. A lot of his business connections. Now, he currently lives in the... That was 10 minutes for show. I'll never get back. He currently lives <laughs> in the 98-acre Royal Lodge. Uh, I, thought, I wondered if I was on the fucking wrong podcast. I had to check. What, what is this fucking 10 minutes on Myriad? <laughs> he currently lives in the 98-acre Royal Lodge worth over 30 million... I mean, I've got, I'm have got. one to talk about fucking going off on one, aren't I? That's fucking hypocritical. Yeah, that's rich. He currently lives in the night. Have I said that? He currently lives in the 98-acre Royal Lodge worth over 30 million pounds. And he's reluctant to give that property up, old Andrew. Uh, it's a massive house. I suppose you could compare it to one of those big, you know, like big Hollywood Hills mansion type of places. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. The kind of gaff that you hang out with with your Hollywood showbiz drug-taking, fucking wife-swapping mates. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that type of a place. Um, everything, Ralph, for me about this story is fucking 
I to the C to the motherfucking K. It's ick, <laughs> which apparently is a word that the kids use these days. Uh, firstly, them still having the residence, which costs fucking thousands and thousands just to maintain, right? Uh, secondly, Prince Charles petulantly evicting them after Harry's book. And thirdly, Charles offering it to that shitbag lecherous fucking kitty fiddler, Andrew. It's fucking all of it. Nothing is good about this story or any of them. They're becoming the fucking Kardashians, I think. <laughs> You're right. You're they right. Are, except the Kardashians are very upfront about their fucking odiousness and they exploit it. For <laughs> generations, the role bullshit and drama has all been behind closed doors, hasn't it? Closed doors which are gold-plated and bejeweled with stolen gemstones from uh, brown people's companies that the taxpayer funds. But anyway, if Andrew does get kicked out, doesn't want to move in to Frogmore Cottage. He could always move to Saudi Arabia, couldn't he? Because they don't mind state figureheads with questionable practices. Do you That's know what I mean? true, yes. I'll tell you one thing. You won't be bothered by journalists over there, will you? Hakushogi! Uh, sorry, sorry. I just sneezed there. Oh. Um, I'm still not clear. Uh, it's it's still not clear if uh, Mahegan and Harry are going to the coronation. Apparently, they're having a party on that day. Um, Harry Styles is going, Adele, the Spice Girls, and Sheeran. Uh, plus, also, they've got nowhere to stay. I mean, I can't see fucking Chaz pulling out the Murphy beds for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were going to stay at Corden's house, um, apparently, um, but it's covered, uh, uh, what I read is, uh, covered in an unidentified substance. Mm. No idea what that may be. Anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph. Um, Ralph, all of a sudden I start being able to pronounce my ass. As you know, as you know, I'm getting my wing fixed tomorrow. Yeah, I'm having surgery. Um, to get some artificial ligaments put into my shoulder and pinning down my clavicle. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking looking forward to that. Um, so I'm going to be without the use of my right arm for about a month. So I need to get used to doing everything with my left. Mm -hmm. Not that, you dirty boy. I'm talking about throwing excrement at Corden's house. <laughs> I'll talk to you in a minute. Are you having a week off next week, by the way, or no? No, no. No, no. I am. Just you will, though. No, yeah. I won't be there because I won't be able to type with my fucking... I'm not the fastest typer in the world and doing it with my left hand. Well, you can imagine what that'll be like. Anyway, I'll talk to you in a minute on the old Video Vault. And yes, Steve will be back in just a couple minutes with his pick of a favorite remake for today's Video Vault. <laughs> Here in the Batcave, we have a subterranean titanium vault that contains every motion picture ever made in the history of cinema. Every weekend, we like to pull out three films to recommend to you that we think are underappreciated or perhaps underseen with a theme. And the theme this week is great remakes, which is hard to do because like we mentioned with Hellboy, usually they fall short. Yeah, short. short. They do short. Some of them do. Short and fall short. <laughs> because if a movie's good enough to want to remake... right. Usually it means you should leave it alone. Yeah. They never remake the shitty ones. Yeah. They only remake the, the hits because I, those are the ones that made the money. I always had I had a bit in my act a long time when I first started. Like, why do they always remake good movies? They should remake the bad ones. Like yeah, Howard fix the, Duck. the bad like, ones. Howard the Duck. Remake Howard the Duck. Perfect. Perfect example. That's the remake. Yes. So I'm picking a film from 1978 called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The original film was made in 1956 based on a 1954 science fiction novel called the Body Snatchers. Great premise. Aliens land on the planet, and in an effort to survive, they start replicating 
by taking the bodies and experiences and memories and personalities of their hosts. They absorb them and duplicate them, leaving the husk of the host behind. The only problem is they have no emotions, no humanity whatsoever. Yeah. The original film in 1956 is considered a pretty good science fiction film. It's a little ham-fisted. It's a little heavy. It's, you know, it's a typical movie from the 1950s, a horror movie thriller. But in 1978, it really got a spectacular remake by Philip Kaufman, the director responsible for such great films as The Right Stuff, starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Veronica Cartwright, a young Jeff Goldblum, and Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock himself. It takes place in San Francisco. A health inspector is recognizing over the course of days that humans are being replaced by these alien duplicates. I know it sounds like a cheesy premise, but it's done in this film with such great terror and suspense, and it really keeps you hanging on to the very last frame of this movie. I love it. It's called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Here's a little bit of the trailer. From deep space. Sleep. The seed is planted. Sleep. Sleep. Terror grows. Sleep. Matthew! Matthew! Like the others. Elizabeth, wake up. Get you when you sleep. Sit up. Invasion of the body snatchers. It's got no detail, no character. It's unformed. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. I can't find anything in here that looks like a body. My side's nosebleed. It looked right at me. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now, the classic fear begins to grow. <laughs> We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. And the aliens play bagpipes. Oh, it's even more terrifying. Amazing grace, even. Oh. To boot. It's a great film from 1978, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Let's check in with our pal Steve Ash and see what he picked from the world of British cinema. Fuck me, you've proper done me again this week. We, <laughs> we've got enough trouble fucking getting films made in the first place without remaking the fuckers. <laughs> I have found one, though, right? All right. Oh, dear. It's the, it's the, it's the 1970s, the horror of Frankenstein. Does that name ring a bell in any way? Is that a hammer? Is that a hammer horror film? It is. It's one of those shit-tastic, naff, early <laughs> 70s hammer films. Look, it's one of those movies, you go into it, almost like watching one of Eddie's recommendations. You know it's going to be fucking cack, right? <laughs> you know it's not going to be good. But it's part of it. It's the kitsch. It's the schlock. It may not surprise you that it comes from hammer films, and it's both a semi-parody and semi-remake of the 1957 movie, The Curse of Frankenstein. So it's a bit a bit tongue-in-cheek. Not They're not winking at the camera, so it's a bit camp, like most Hammer horror films are. Um, it stars Ralph Bates, uh, the beautiful and sexy Kate O'Mara, and the beautiful and sexy Veronica Carlson, and Darth Vader himself, which some people would say was beautiful and sexy, Dave <laughs> Prowse. 
He, he's in it. Can you guess what role Dave Prowse plays, Ralph? Well, he's a big boy. I have to assume he's the monster. It's the right answer. Now, it's the only film in the Hammer Frankenstein series which didn't star Peter Cushing, so they didn't even approach him for it. I bet he was pissed off about that. Although at the time, <laughs> I think he was about 11 at the time, <laughs> even in 1970. Now, the story is like the original Frankenstein, except there's a bit of backstory and a bit of a longer denouement. Look, it's it's a bit shitty and naff, but it's one of those. It's well worth a, a watch for its 70s kitsch and schlock. It's 1970s, the horror of Frankenstein. Or is it Frankenstein? Prepare yourself for a new Frankenstein. Searing the screen with excitement. A young Frankenstein, experimenting with the forbidden secret of life itself, molding his most terrifying creation. We're going to make a person. One of the first things we're going to need is the raw material. But fresh, mind you. Nothing more than three days old. Anything I bring you will be so fresh Get past the government meat inspector. Frankenstein is back to raise the dead, to terrorize the living. It's funny, when uh, Steve mentioned the horror of Frankenstein, I was thinking, maybe Steve picked the worst movie this week. But then, no. Oh. Eddie Pence said, hold my non-alcoholic beer. Talking about. And showed up with this piece of poop. It's not a piece of poop. I enjoyed this film. It's it's a shadow of its original oh, film it's that also, it was based on. It's also the highest grossing film in the franchise well, history. That doesn't mean so nothing. So there. People are dumb. It's a box office success. It means people are dumb. I picked uh, 2006, the Pink Panther remake. Come on. With Steve Martin, directed by Sean Levy. Mm. Uh, screenplay by Lynn Blum and Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, it's the story of the, you know, the Pink Panther diamond, of course. It's the remake. Uh, Steve Martin plays uh, uh, Inspector Clouseau. Right. Um, there's the the, the French uh, coach, uh, Yves Galant. Mm-hmm. He arrives wearing the priceless Pink Panther diamond ring, embraces the girl. He gets killed. The ring disappears. They think it's the the girlfriend. Of course, uh, in, Inspector Clouseau's boss doesn't want him on the case, but he puts him out there. It's Kevin like, Klein. Kevin movie, Klein right? plays uh, what's his name? Uh, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. And uh, so so he can sort of uh, solve the case while Clouseau gets all the attention uh, and distracts you know the the real villains. And it ends up being you know it's a, it's a, you know classic Pink Panther film. <sighs> It's not a classic. There's Pink one movie. There's one moment in this film. I don't usually laugh out loud in a movie theater. I'm watching a movie, but when he goes into the sound booth to excuse himself to fart, and he doesn't realize the sound booth is on. Yeah, the microphones in the recording booth are on, <laughs> and he thinks it's soundproof. He excuses himself to do that. <laughs> are you? What are you? Ten? And just everyone hears the fart. <laughs> Come on, it's Eddie. Fucking! I laughed out loud in the theater. And you're talking, disturbing the other three people that were there. You're talking about a oh, franchise fuck. and a character in Inspector Clouseau yes. that is one of the great comic inventions of all time by one of the most genius right. performers of all time. And I, he he did as it for me. Good as Steve he Martin is, he's not he's not Peter Sellers. He did it for me in this one because he, he farted he because he farted into a microphone and he can't say hamburger. Uh, hamburger. <laughs> 
the accent is awful and it's just dumb. he got nominated as a, for razzie for worst accent oh, as well he should have here's eddie pence's oh, pick for so funny his favorite remake this weekend <laughs> the rebooted version of the pink panther somewhere in this arena in front of 60,000 screaming fans The crime of the century has been committed, and only one man can solve it. Officer Jacques Clouseau, gendarme, third class. Ah! Sent her to help. He's got a partner. Without warning, I will attack you. In this way, I will keep you vigilant and alert. Good one. Thank you. He's got a clue. He was just found dead. Was it fatal? Yes. How fatal? Completely. Ah! And he'll stop at nothing to crack the case. Steve Martin. Ah! Kevin Klein. I see you have one of these collapsible pointers. You just snap it And Beyonce Knowles. Here she is. The Pink Panther. Come on. Is how fatal. Yeah, how <laughs> fatal. Remember when they were trying to make Beyonce a movie star? Yeah. They were forcing Beyonce. Gold member, Austin Powers gold member, and then this. They were forcing it, man. Yeah. They were trying so hard. Didn't really take no. off. <laughs> how fatal. Stop it. <laughs> Let's put that back in the video vault and close the door. <laughs> they made a second one, you know. They did in 2009. Yeah. You want to talk about that one? <laughs> Even worse than the first one. Oh, Poor John Cleese got sucked into he the second one. He did get sucked one. into that one. Yeah. If, if this film had been made in with uh, what's his Peter? You okay, yeah, they would. The script is just as funny as the original script. I don't think so. You had to Blake Edwards, one of the great but comic it, writers and directors as well. The whole I thing think, just feels like a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah, but I think if the original cast had done this, people wouldn't wouldn't think twice about it. I think there's the humor is there. To me, anyway, tough it. Does your dog bite? Give me the OG, OG Clouseau. No, I, I agree. The OG Clouseau is far better, but I enjoyed this film. Fair enough. There you go, kids. That's it for this week on The Ralph Report. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Please come back and join us on Monday. We're going to do it all over again. We'd love to have you, but you can only be there if you take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Whatever your plans may be for the weekend, please do it safely. Have fun, but... Come back to us in one piece because life is life. And we want you to be healthy and happy and long. Long? <laughs> How long? How <laughs> fatal. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, please remember I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha. So ha. I got it. Ha ha. Bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. I like the beaver. Bye.